everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now and take the American Cancer Society's two-minute cancer screening quiz to find out what screening tests are right for you. Don't wait. Take the quiz. Get screened. Go to cancerscreenquiz.com now. Cancerscreenquiz. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. All you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code ZABE at MyBookie. Tons of great games and prop bets are always fun. Take advantage this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Saturday, the NBA is jam-packed with big games that look good for betting overs. The Charlotte Hornets taking on the Hawks, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard when Philadelphia travels to Portland. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the ZABEcast, all it took for Bucks fans to get a little lightheaded was for two words to come out of Giannis's mouth in a GQ interview. For now. Uh-oh, but is it really worth sweating? I'll talk as well about the MLB's ass-backward way of doing postseason awards. Plus, is the three-point line too short in all of basketball? Plus, COVID is visiting the NFL for Thanksgiving. Your 30-minute-plus uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, here we go! Thursday, November 18, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Today's guest is me. It'll be the 30-minute Zabe Express edition of the ZabeCast. Let's start with Giannis Attentacumpo. I think I'm saying that right. I'm getting closer and closer to it. I don't think I quite got it right. It is, without a doubt, the trickiest name to both say and spell, maybe in my entire lifetime covering sports. But I digress. So Giannis was featured in GQ as their man of the year. That's wonderful. Well-deserved. Long feature piece, thousands and thousands of words. I have not read it yet, but I'm going to. And the one quote that gets pulled out is his quote talking about challenges and not knowing what the next challenge is and saying that his next challenge may be away from the city of Milwaukee in a couple of years. Who's to say? Well, if that wasn't like drilling into a nerve root of a molar without Novocaine, I don't know what is. People in Milwaukee, Bucks fans who have long suffered, still high on last year's amazing championship run. 
Don't even want to think about this. They thought once Giannis signed the extension, that was it. It's over. They would stop having to worry about this. They thought that once he won a championship, they'd have to stop worrying about it. I'm here to say you're going to have to worry about it for as long as he's playing basketball because at some point it's quite possible he decides, I do want to try something else. I do want to play somewhere else. And what else is there to do? Basketball-wise, I think the quotes from Giannis indicate an early midlife crisis, an early existential moment where he's like, so is this all there is? What else is there? His whole life has been consumed with playing basketball, clawing his way out of poverty in Greece, bringing his family and his brothers to the United States, becoming an NBA player, becoming a starter in the NBA, becoming an all-star in the NBA, becoming a leader of a team in the NBA, taking his team deep in the finals, or you know, taking his team deep-ish in the NBA playoffs, not really deep until they won it all, and then breaking through, winning the championship, ordering a 50-piece at Chick-fil-A, which I don't even know if they have those per se, because he scored 50 in the final game, and then having a parade. Beloved, what else is there, right? You say to yourself, is this it? He's won league MVP twice. He's won finals MVP. He's got a ring. He's got a trophy. He's got it all. And he's got $250 million with more coming after that. What else is there? I get it. It's it's something I think everyone tends to ask at some point whether you're doing something awesome or whether you've got a job or a life that is more mundane. Is this all there is? But usually it takes until your 40s or 50s to get to that point. Younger, you're still a man on a mission. You got vim and vigor. You've got dreams and aspirations. And you set about putting the steps in place to accomplish them. There's nothing wrong with that. But this is... The only good thing I ever got from RG3 when he was a Redskin was the phrase, know your why. I thought at first, I was like, what? That's the dumbest thing ever. What successories leftover item had that on it? But then I got to think about it more, and I get it. Know your why. Why are you doing this? Whether it's something that is mundane or whether it's something that is fun but kind of trivial in the big scheme of things. I've talked about this about sports radio that I never feel lower or that I never question what I'm, do, what I'm doing more than when I'm at Radio Row at the Super Bowl because I see a whole room full of assholes just like me. Blah, 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 blah. Hot take, hot take, sports, sports, sports. And I think, really? <laughs> Is this adding anything to society? But then whenever I go on these little riffs, I get emails from many of you listeners who share with me the most amazing and personally intimate stories about how what I do, what little I do, broadcasting-wise, podcasting-wise, helps them in their life and gets them through tough times and gives them something to listen to and all that other good stuff. Incredible. I've had dozens and dozens of these emails over the years, and I thank everyone for sending them. And then I go, yeah, you know what? What I'm doing is not as trivial or insignificant as you would think. But I think Giannis right now is trying to feel out, okay, what now? The, 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 the shorter answer, the basketball answer is, well, do it again. 
have that Tom Brady mentality. The next ring is the ring he wants the most. That Michael Jordan mentality. I want to stack the body count of titles as high as I can. Same thing for Kobe. May he rest in peace. Super sky point. Giannis is not quite cut from that. He's more of a global citizen. Was not from the American AAU basketball ranks where people knew he was going to be good at age eight, like many of today's stars are. So winning a big pile of championships in Milwaukee may not be that fulfilling in his mind right now. But I'm sure he's going to do other stuff, charitable stuff, civic-minded stuff. Will he do it in Milwaukee from now until the day he's got gray flecks of hair? Oh, I can't even think about it. In both his hair and his beard? If I was a betting man, I'd bet no. Question is, how long will it be? And while he's here, you should enjoy it. Twitter is a cesspool. Right, tell me something I don't know, Zabe. Davis Rosekinds. I think I'm saying that right. Let me just make sure I got this here. D-A-V-I-S. Where's uh, Ros- Roscalns. Roscalns. That L reminds me of an I. Uh, Davis writes under the subject, your favorite bedtime Uzi. That would be, of course, Twitter on your phone. I should probably take Twitter off my phone, only consume Twitter on my laptop at specific times, and I'm using it just for research on, you know, show items, podcast items, et cetera. It's too much on my phone. I scroll on my phone way too much. Everyone who does that, raise their hand. Okay, I see a lot of hands out there. Anyway, I've called it a bed nighttime Uzi, bedtime Uzi, because in a particular moment when you're feeling angry, stressed, whatever, you've got this weapon, powerful weapon, to go put your thoughts, good, bad, or in between, out to the world via social media, and then risk getting fired, losing your entire income, your career, your reputation, your friends, just because in the moment you think, okay, I got to tweet this. I'm pissed off. I'm whatever. Be like sleeping next to a loaded live Uzi, and you wake up suddenly and you grab it. You think it's your alarm clock or or, or a glass of water. Anyway, he writes to say your favorite bedtime Uzi. Dear Steed, there's new data on Twitter from Pew Research Center that describes how different kinds of users, low-volume users, who account for about 28% of typical Twitter users, and daily users who account for 58% of them. New research on how the low-volume and the high-volume users perceive Twitter and its impact on its user base. About 21% of respondents visit the platform, quote, too many times to count each day. Those daily users, for which the author uses the term significantly, intensely contributing KPIs of service, or SICOs for short, tend to be more actively political and more likely to have experienced harassment online. However, they have far more familiarity and comfort with the overall tone and hellscape that is Twitter discourse. In other words, it's a, it's a rock fight, but they like it. For the low-volume users, to use a technical term, they are the naturally occurring reverted mean individuals enjoying service, or normies. <laughs> 42% said that the tone or civility of the discussions on Twitter is a major problem. 
compared to just 27% of the sickos who think, yeah, it's fine. So it's double, basically. And there's a link to the Pew Research on Twitter. I don't know if I needed research on this to fully confirm it, but I just like the terms sickos and normies on Twitter. Is turkey harder to make than steak? I never in a million years would have thought this would be an argument or that I would get into it, but I did on Wednesday on my morning show on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. I told the show and I told the audience, I said, well, I'm having a non-traditional Thanksgiving at my sister-in-law's house because she doesn't cook, doesn't like to cook, is admittedly not good at cooking, and so therefore we were going to probably have something else. I said probably filet mignon, steaks on the grill, which I'm looking forward to. That was when we got into, well, making a turkey is not hard. And I said, it's harder than a steak. No, it's not. And soon we were into it. So we start going back and forth about what's so hard about a turkey. I don't think a turkey is in the top 10 of hard things to make. And I did look that up online. Oh, by the way, there are lists out there, the hardest meals to prepare. They're pretty crazy. Turkey may not be up there, but it's, you know, you got to nail the landing. You got to stick the landing. Otherwise, you get the Christmas vacation effect where you burnt it. Or not burnt it, but you just you cooked it too long, and so it's dried out. Yes, that's great. Uh, more gravy? My wife constantly, every year, when she's cooking, whenever it's her turn to cook Thanksgiving dinner, and it's not every year, but when she has, man, she has stressed about the turkey. Is it done? Can I be sure? I've been checking the temperature. I've been timing it. I don't know. Is our oven too hot? Does it really read accurate? I mean, all kinds of stuff. And I go, honey, it, it's, it's going to be fine. It just you know, don't, don't overcook it. It'll be fine. But she stresses about it. Plus, you got to pull the gizzards out of a turkey if it's not prepared that way. Although, I guess you can buy prepared turkeys. You have to thaw it for several hours. It has to cook for a longer amount of time. You have to cut carving. It takes long. I mean, to me, it's indisputable. Steak is easier than turkey. I'm not saying turkey's hard per se, but it's easier. This is why in the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, their foods, the kids, were pretzel sticks, popcorn, jelly beans, and toast. Why? Because that's all they knew how to make. That's all they could make. There is a spectrum of hard to not so hard. What is the 10 hardest foods to make, you ask? Well, let's see if Google's open right now. 10 hardest foods to make. There's multiple lists, so this list may not actually be the end-all, be-all. Beef wellington, macarons, souffle, croissant, baked Alaska, Bernays sauce, turducken, and consomme devilish dish which is a clear soup made from meat, tomato, egg whites, and stock, slowly simmered to bring impurities to the surface for skimming. (laughs) They all sound pretty bad, although croissants are good. Uh, Macarons. I've not had macarons. Beef Wellington. What is beef Wellington? (laughs) And There's a picture of somebody cutting up with a knife a bucket of the Colonel's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Next to the uh, list. Here's one that's not hard to make. A bucket of chicken. 
Great tweets coming out in the wake of the Duke DUI fiasco. Paolo Bonchero will have to sit out for the first half of their game against Lafayette, I bet, says Funny Bone. And Coach K's grandson will get suspended for both Lafayette and the huge game against the Citadel. Very funny. Somebody else tweeted, of course it would take Krzyzewski's kid to learn how to take a charge in a DOI situation because he was behind the wheel. Have you heard about this new World Golf League or this Saudi-backed sort of top-tier, separate from the PGA Tour golf league that is going to form and it's going to involve a lot of money? Will it get all the top pros, though, to play the events? They're going to try to sprinkle the events throughout the calendar in a way that will perhaps allow players to play on both the PGA Tour for select events and in this new Premier Golf League. And I'm not sure exactly what the name of it is, but the details are starting to come out now. There's a couple problems. One is, one of the leagues is backed by Saudi money. And that's considered a no-go for a lot of golfers who don't want their reputations compromised by that. And the other problem is the PGA Tour may end up putting in rules that say, you got to choose. It's either us or it's them. The thing I really hate is that this money for these events, these are going to be everybody gets paid kind of events. Must be nice, right? To me, if this happens and this draws away a bulk of the pro players on the tours, then professional golf is dead to me. Like, who wants to watch a professional golf tournament thinking, well, I mean, he looks like he's going deep with birdies, but does he really care? He's getting paid no matter what. It is so opposite the notion of what golf should be. You play well, you finish high, you win tournaments, you get paid. You miss cuts, you hit it in the trees, you suck, you lose your card. Plus, how long will they hold on to guys who are, quote, stars, when they might only be playing this circuit that pays you whether you come in first or dead fucking last. They'd be hanging on to guys that were once stars briefly because they made a Ryder Cup team like a Hunter Mahan and thinking that he's moving the needle. I hate it. So does Billy Horschel. And I love Billy Horschel. He runs hot, that guy. He said, I'm asking, are you doing everything you can to be the best player you can? If you aren't, we shouldn't be just giving you handouts. Amen. Billy Horschel. Crazy thought. Is it time to move the three-point line back? I mean, way back. Steph Curry has just moved into first place all time in three-pointers made, both regular season, playoffs, finals, you name it. He is Shootatron 3000, as I call him. The most amazing shooter the NBA has ever seen. And a great player. Complete player, not quite. He's a defensive minus, but he's at least not brutal. He's got quick hands and he can get steals. But he's so dynamic of a scorer. Right now, Golden State, even without Klay Thompson, is out to the fastest start in the NBA, and they are the Vegas favorite to win it all this year. So that said, Shootatron 3000. He's moved into number one. Teams are now routinely tickling the underside, if not passing the 50 percent threshold of threes to twos shouldn't we move the three-point line out like three more feet and really make it a harder shot because once upon a time it was a harder shot but then kids started to practice it from first 19 9 
and then 21-9 in college, and now the NBA line, which is 23-7, and then crimping in on the sides. I don't know what the number is, but I'd like to see what the game would look like if you dialed the three-pointers back. Because right now, basketball, both pro and college, and maybe high school to a certain extent, I haven't watched or tracked high school basketball at all, as Ken Beatrice would say, I don't have the resources to do that. Um, it's really five-on-five full-court papa shot. And that's not what the game, I think, was meant to be. It was supposed to be, you got to do certain things to get the better look at the basket. Lay up or dunk, preferably, and then the shorter the better. Otherwise, because they're all worth two. Now, threes are so easy because kids are learning to shoot and they're better shooters mechanically and everything else. The current three-point lines in both college and pro are, in my opinion, too short. More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. All you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code ZABE at MyBookie. Tons of great games and prop bets are always fun. Take advantage this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Saturday, the NBA is jam-packed with big games that look good for betting overs. The Charlotte Hornets taking on the Hawks, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard when Philadelphia travels to Portland. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Ross Blackport emails to say, ZABE, I think I can help you out on this knee thing. As a former athletic trainer, it's simple. You sprain ligaments and you strain muscles or tendons. So think T for tendon, strain. And, you know, sprain is, you know, ligaments. Oh, wait a minute. A ligament and a muscle or a tendon. That's not going to work. Strain, tendon. How do I, let's see, sprain ligaments. L, L would be sprain. Okay. I'll write this down. I'll put it in a laminated card in my wallet. Right next to my 11% tip card. For Denny's. Just kidding. I tip more than that. 14%. He writes to say, all right, here's the deal. You can, the tears, uh, meaning a torn ligament and a torn muscle or a torn tendon, those apply in both groups. 
Grade one equals stretch. Grade two equals stretch with minor tearing. Grade three is a torn muscle or ligament. Hope this helps. Sincerely, Ross. It does help, although I'm, I'm going to have a hard time remembering ligaments equal sporain and, or excuse me, ligaments equal sporain and tendons equal sporain. But, well, like I said, I'll write it down. Headline in the Babylon B, the satire site Sesame Street introduces Todd, a white male Muppet who is blamed for everything. If only this were real. Todd, 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 Todd. Minutes into the episode, writes the B, Todd is introducing himself to the other puppets and a, and a prescriptively diverse cast of guest children when he is suddenly confronted by Grover about Todd's culpability regarding a distant ancestor, ancestor who fought for the Confederacy. <laughs> Later on, as Todd and puppet Abby Cadabby are stocking the shelves of Hooper's store with Goya beans. He accidentally reveals that he get pay- he gets paid 30% more than her, which leads to Abby singing a tearful rendition of Workforce Woes. Please, God, somebody make that episode. Somebody, anybody, I'm dying to see that. Should the baseball awards be done differently? Like, you know, not one at a time, just via press release, dribbled out through the entire postseason shouldn't there be a gala of some sort some sort of get together a a ball if you will they do in hockey they do the NFL honors in football basketball I don't know think they think most players scattered to the wind and a lot of guys are out you know the playoffs are so long but you could still do it they should still do it I think the way baseball is doing it now is ridiculous it's just one drip at a time, and nobody really can know or appreciate or celebrate guys who've had a good year. The NFL in a Friday news drop basically said, oh, uh, hey, Bears, whoops, sorry, we made a mistake. At 5 a.m. on Sunday morning the following week, NFL.com reported, the NFL is standing behind Monday night's controversial taunting call against Bears linebacker Cassius Marsh affirming it on Friday with a fine. But privately, members of the NFL's officiating department who reviewed the game acknowledged that referee Tony Carrenti and his crew erred on at least three separate critical calls and non-calls that went against Chicago in the 29-27 loss, including a low block penalty on the Bears that nullified a Justin Fields touchdown, as well as multiple missed penalties by the Steelers, including a late hit on Fields that would have given the Bears first and goal on the same third-quarter drive and offsides by multiple Steelers on Cairo Santos's 65-yard field goal attempt that fell short as time expired. That one probably wouldn't have mattered, but the others certainly would. Dropped at 5 a.m. Look, this is why I'm so against replay. There's no point to replay when there's going to be mistakes like this. Well, it gets some things right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to get some things right when you're getting the big things wrong. They're standing by the wrong, and then it's not until 5 a.m. that it's leaked out through a NFL.com story. Yeah, we might have missed a few or six or nine or whatever. Politics. Joe Biden's approval numbers are staggering right now. Lowest in recorded modern history since they started doing polling. This soon into a presidency. 
41.9% approval rating. That's, it's hard to even believe. 52% disapprove. 41-52 split and change. Well, yeah, 42-50. Does that add up, right? I don't know. Maybe there's a chunk in there that said, I don't know yet. How is he going to make it? For four more, I mean, there's just no way, right? And when he doesn't make it, and when the Democrats say, uh, yeah, well, this is why Kamala Harris, our rising star, is ready to go, her approval numbers are even worse. I do hate the Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times, because we certainly are. Interesting and bad. The NFL on the COVID front said that they are going to reinstitute, reinstitute mandatory masking in their facilities for all players, including those who are vaccinated, starting next Wednesday, the 24th, and extending through December 1st. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to get vaccinated so you wouldn't have to wear a mask. Well, I guess that's over now. And the beat goes on. More college games are being canceled, but the one thing you cannot say is, these vaccines don't work. Not the way everyone thought they would and not the way they were sold. Some of us are old enough to remember in May when Tony Fauci said, the, the vaccines are 99% effective. Right. And the administration said, hey, you get vaccinated, you can ditch the mask and go live your life. And then come July, they're like, ah, wait a minute, put the mask back on. And they said, you get two jabs of the Pfizer or the Moderna, and guess what? You're good to go. Everything is, you're free now, free of all this. No, wait, wait a minute. You're now not vaccinated. You need a booster shot. That is coming. And it's getting worse in Europe. Austria, as I'm sure you know by now, has instituted a quarantine or a lockdown for the unvaccinated only. They have sent uniformed police into the public to check people's papers. Austria, the birthplace of one Adolf Hitler. Did you think we'd be here now, two years ago, that it would be going on this long? And the deeper the countries and the authorities and the public health figures who have been wrong and have lied about this bullshit for this long, did you think they would be going even further? They're doubling, tripling, quadrupling down with money they don't have. When does it end? How does it end? I tell you right now, it doesn't end well. Apparently, Germany is following suit. Hey, that's a great idea. Separate society based on vaccination that doesn't actually prevent transmission. Countries with very high vaccination rates seeing very high transmission levels of the virus. It's fucking insane. And the NFL has said, oh, well, we're just going to, we understand that uh, COVID is coming for Thanksgiving, so we're going to mask up during that time, and that's going to help us get through it. So much science, right, people? Just relentless, the sciency of science that I've ever seen and you've ever seen. So much logic right there. Twitter has sent fact checkers out now to try to run cover for Bill Gates saying, well, when he said the vaccines don't work that well in a recent interview, he didn't mean that. It was taken out of context. Right. Bill Gates then there's this. The CDC confirms it is working with Maryland health officials on a traveler who returned to the U.S. from Nigeria who has now tested positive for, 
Wait for it. Wait for it. Monkey pox. The patient is currently in isolation. How many jabs of monkey pox vaccine will I need to get the right to go out to stores between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m.? Some people are asking me your thoughts, Zabe, on the Rittenhouse trial. I don't want to get into it too deep. I think he was defending himself. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, Did he provoke things? I mean, define provoke. Just being there with a rifle and saying, hey, stop burning shit down. That's provocation for anarchists, pedophiles, communists, and others. That's provocation. Hey, stop burning this shit down. Showing up with a gun. Did he provoke beyond that? All depends on your definition. I know this, as bad as it was that the National Guard wasn't called in to stop this shit from going down that night and to protect businesses from being burned to the ground and lost, it doesn't end well when you take it upon yourself as, you know, Johnny Militia. Doesn't mean he should go to jail for the rest of his life. I think he was clearly defending himself. I don't know how anyone can think otherwise. And I think the prosecution has been a complete clown show in this. Holy cow. Did I say I was not going to get into this? I guess I'm into this now. The thing that happened today, which was hard to believe, there was drone footage. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. First I've heard of that. You would have thought that they would have released the drone footage, law enforcement drone footage, right away. But this sat dormant for damn near a year plus. And then it comes out. And then it turns out that the prosecution, which is required by law to share all evidence with the defense, gave the defense a much shittier, lower-resolution copy of this nighttime drone video that clearly showed Rittenhouse fleeing from a pursuer before shooting him. And now they're going, oh, boy, we didn't mean to do that on purpose. I mean, you should have noticed anyway. It's in a weird format as well. It's like 1980 by 866 or something like that. A, a dimension that is not normally found. Like, this should be a mistrial right here. I'm just going to play armchair lawyer. <laughs> you got to share the same evidence with the defense. And they didn't notice this or didn't admit to this until after all of the arguments and defense have been introduced or all the evidence have been introduced to the trial. It's just fucking nuts. And get this, the prosecution said they texted the drone video to the defense over an Android phone, which compressed, compressed, which compressed the file. They blames the defense team for not having iPhones. That would have solved it. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, case dismissed for being a green bubble. Blue bubble supremacy yet again. Speaking of court cases, Jacob Chansley, also known as the QAnon shaman, or the shirtless guy in the buffalo head and the red, white, and blue face paint, who stormed the Capitol building and sat in the speaker's chair, has been sentenced to 41 months in prison. Not sure if he'll get out early on parole or not, or if that's a mandatory 41. Either way, if it's half, it's still an insane number. He's already spent 380 days, they say, in solitary confinement. This is happening in America. There are people who burned shit down and did far worse 
and got nothing. Didn't even get arrested, much less prosecuted. It's just crazy to think, but this is what happens when you get in front of a judge who's hell-bent on making a statement. And some of you, maybe even a few of you, will email me saying, good, he deserves it. Oh, really? 41 months. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son recently was convicted of stabbing a 65-year-old neighbor in the back of the head with a knife, nearly killing him, putting him in the hospital over a trash can dispute. You know what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's son got six months, and he's going to appeal for house arrest and will likely get it. Absolutely fucking crazy. Part of the reason that the judge, Tanya Sue Chutka, said that he was the face of the uprising. He was the face of the insurrection. And therefore, she couldn't go with the lower end guidelines on the sentencing. So in other words, he got fucked because he wore a costume. That's justice now in America. Somebody else asks, who's going to prison for torching St. John's Church outside the White House? Good question. I don't think anyone was arrested. How about the Secret Service Guard Station at the White House that was overrun. How about assaulting Senator Rand Paul after his White House visit? How about those who disrupted the Supreme Court hearing for Justice Kavanaugh? Yeah, that's part of the charges that these you know, January 6th defendants are getting hit with is interfering with an official government operation. What about the Supreme Court hearings for Kavanaugh? How about the nightly attacks on the Portland Federal Courthouse that went on and on and on? It's bonkers out there. But this is why if anyone had a brain, they would have stayed far away from the Capitol on that night. You cannot fight City Hall, and they are going to come after you. Still disgusting, though. And then there's this. Staples Center will undergo a massive renovation following a record naming rights deal. AEG officials, that's the entity that owns Staples Center, said they're going to have their version of MSG's $1 billion renovation to the building. Of course, MSG, Madison Square Garden, is much older. Staples Center was fairly new. What does it need a billion dollars for? Hell, the Packers just issued another round of stock to raise three, uh, $90 million, I think, when it's all said and done. I bought a pair, uh, a pair. I bought a piece of stock, worthless stock from the Packers um, that will uh, be framed and hung somewhere. Don't know where. But yes, I'm going to be an owner. $300 right down the drain, plus $35 shipping and handling. That said, it's going to raise $90 million. I guess they're going to get a bigger scoreboard, bigger jumbotron at Lambeau Field. I think it's okay now. It's decent enough size. I think Lambeau's perfect. But anyway, they're, they're raising money to update it. Uh, Staples Center is going to get a renovation and a new name. The new name? Crypto.com Arena. Poor, poor Staples. I guess the margins on printer ink finally dried up to the point where they can't foot the bill. They can't compete with Crypto.com. All right, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of the Zabecast Nation. Tomorrow, Football Friday, myself, Mr. X, our picks. I went 3-0. and Can I make it two weeks in a row? 6-0 and would sound great for a two-week stretch. Charge as well, I hope. i got to check with his schedule. I'm going up to see him in Minneapolis this Sunday. We're going to have a grand time, go to the Viking game, and see how it goes from there. 
I'm hoping to have him tomorrow as well as you are looking live. It'll be a subscriber-only ZabeCast, so this is my way of saying, ha-ha, I'm moving it around. I'm going to put it behind the paywall. I know, you're going to get mad at me, but guess what? You should just subscribe. Pry that wallet open, find your five bucks, and help support El Baldo. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. At SheFit, we're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. All you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code ZABE at MyBookie. Tons of great games and prop bets are always fun. Take advantage this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Saturday, the NBA is jam-packed with big games that look good for betting overs. The Charlotte Hornets taking on the Hawks, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard when Philadelphia travels to Portland. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.